Hi, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of Tomb Est. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Olivia, and I'm one of the hosts of the podcast. My pronouns are she, her, hers, and I'm a general member on the Alumni Relations Committee within SAC. You may not know what SAC is yet, but don't worry. We will be getting into that this episode. And my name is Will, and I use the pronouns he, him, and his. I'm a general member of the internal committee, and as you can probably tell, I'm also a host of the SAC podcast. Before we get started, I would like to acknowledge that UBC's Vancouver Point Grey campus is situated on the traditional, ancestral, unceded territory of the Musqueam people. I would also like to acknowledge that you are joining us today from many places, near and far, and acknowledge the traditional owners and caretakers of those lands as well. For the first episode of the podcast, we wanted to give you guys an idea of what the SAC is, so Will and I decided to ask questions to two of the people who have been essential in making all this happen. Today, we'll be talking to Kieran Davies, the alumni UBC staff coordinator that manages the SAC, and Tiffany Lee, the first ever president of the SAC. Olivia and I are incredibly excited for you guys to hear this conversation, so without further ado, Kieran and Tiffany. All right, Kieran, Tiffany, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Wonderful. So let's just get right into it. Um, we're going to start off by just learning a little bit about you guys. So maybe Kieran, you can start us off here, but maybe just give us a little bit of basic information about you, uh, what you studied, uh, pronouns, that kind of stuff. Yeah, sure thing. Uh, so my name is Kieran. Pronouns are he, him, his. Uh, I studied international relations at UBC with a minor in psychology, um, graduated a few years ago. And uh, during my time at UBC, kind of was involved in a few different parts on campus. Uh, I was lucky enough to work as a residence advisor for three years, um, including as a senior advisor in Marine Drive in my final year. I was a student ambassador, so I gave kind of campus tours around campus. I was involved in UBC orientations. Um, I worked in Destination UBC when that still existed. And also I worked at UBC camps as a senior instructor. So lots of experience uh, kind of leading groups of students in a kind of raising UBC spirit. So yeah, I was also a member of UBC Improv for four years. Uh, we did kind of sold out shows every every two weeks. That was great. Um, that was one of my favorite things that I did on campus. Uh, after I graduated to kind of go my post UBC life, I uh, moved down to Panama and worked in Panama for about a year, um, kind of pursuing the international relations field a little bit. I uh, kind of worked in the partnerships and resource development of the International Federation of the Red Cross and then did a consultancy with um, Save the Children and the United Nations Development Program, uh, kind of working in um, kind of disaster risk reduction primarily and a disaster preparedness planning. Uh, after that, I traveled for a little bit in Asia, kind of while I was traveling, I heard about this job, what I'm currently in, kind of working with the Student Alumni Council as an alumni engagement coordinator with Alumni UBC. And uh, here's where I am. Happy to be back at the University of British Columbia. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Tiffany, can you give us a little intro as well? Yeah, absolutely. My name is Tiffany. I use the pronouns she, her, hers. And I'm in my fifth year at UBC. I'm in the Faculty of Arts studying International Relations and Asian Canadian and Asian Migration Studies. And I'm also doing the Master of Management dual degree program. So a bit of a mouthful in terms of like a degree title, uh, but I've been really enjoying my time here at UBC. Um, I've been involved with spearheading the UBC scholars community since my first year. And I was also president of the musical theater troupe for two years. Um, and I also worked in first year orientations quite a bit um, over the past couple of years, but it's my immense privilege to be the president of the Student Alumni Council today. 
Wonderful. Thank you so much. And I'll pass it off to Olivia to get us started with some of our questions for you guys. So as a past UBC student, could you tell us a little bit about your student experience? Sure, uh, I can start. Uh, so I, I mentioned a little bit of my involvement in my introduction, but I think about my experience as a whole. Uh, I had a great time at UBC. I was super fortunate in that I got to live on campus throughout all four years um, since I worked as a residence advisor. I recognized that this allowed me to have opportunities to be involved, to attend campus events, just to be very involved in the campus community. Um, something that's not necessarily available to all students. Um, I was really fortunate in having that opportunity and recognized there's like totally a privilege in that not having to commute all the time. I was able to, such a low barrier to me being able to be involved in stuff. Um, it was also a unique experience for me. I was the first member of my kind of direct family to be a university graduate. So it was cool to have that like first time university experience. Um, in that way, I was very much yeah, making my own path and experimenting and didn't have a lot of uh, external sources to look for for how to do university life. So it was really fun to explore and learn. Um, and during the period of time, definitely had that quintessential university of experience of experiencing a lot of personal growth, a lot of like developing my identity as a learner, as a leader, a lot of self-confidence changing as well lifelong friendships made, just kind of the classic university experience. And obviously very much love UBC since I'm still here working uh, and trying to foster that campus pride and provide ways for other student leaders to become connected to the university. Wonderful. Tiffany, would you mind giving us a bit more of an in-depth on what your experience has been so far at UBC? Yeah, for sure. I think similar to Kieran, I've really been lucky over the past few years to explore different interests, um, have a really well-rounded UBC experience that ultimately has shaped, you know, all the different perspectives that I've been exposed to um, and shaped the way that I try to approach the world um, and approach new settings and try new things. I think UBC has really given me the opportunity to put myself into uh, new positions and experiment, um, yeah, new experiences. Um, I think for me, something that I've really taken away from UBC is all the leadership opportunities that I've been really fortunate to have. I think for me, giving back to the UBC community has been a big part of the past five years. And I've been really fortunate to have had lots of opportunities to create spaces for other students and make sure that um, we're trying to build an inclusive community that really fosters the potential of all UBC students. So that has really resonated with me over my leadership experiences, working in the scholars community, working in first year orientations, especially that first year being the critical year of um, setting yourself up for success at UBC, as well as you know working in the Student Alumni Council and thinking more forward looking after graduation, especially as a fifth year student today um, and looking out at the world that comes after graduation. It's a little bit nerve wracking, um, but hopefully through the SAC and uh, through other experiences, I'm able to you know, set up a good foundation for myself and for other students as we move forward into the real world. Absolutely. And before we get into a little bit more SAC stuff, I'd love to know really quickly, favorite classes. Um, Kieran, let's start with you again. Okay, so UBC offers a wide range of classes. Most of them are good. Some of them are great. Some of them are challenging, but there's one class that is better than all of them. 
Um, it's a class that has no prerequisites, so anybody can take it. So I've heard from anybody who's taken this class that is their favorite class, including myself. So the class is FNH 355 Global Nutrition. Right? So it's a food nutrition health course, 300 level course, taught by Professor Candice Rideout, who is the best professor I ever had during my entire degree. Um, there's other professors that I got to work closer with, and there's professors I took more classes with. But in my experience, Candice Rideout was by far the best instructor um, that I had. And I think that if anybody can take this course, if anybody needs an elective, take FNH 355, Global Nutrition. It was the best course that I've taken and uh, the best course that anybody has taken who took that course. It's everybody's favorite. It's so good. That was great. Uh, that sounds like an awesome course, Kieran. I would love to take that course. That sounds wonderful. I bet. Do you guys like try food in that class? Uh, no, we mostly just learn about global systems that either lead to nutrition or malnutrition or whatever, but also learn about like nutrition on the personal level, the personal, the interpersonal, the societal level. It's so cool, so interesting, so important. Uh, and she does this thing where she plays clips of songs from whatever country you're learning about, like at the beginning of class as people are settling in, which also just exposed me to so much music. That's not the main benefit of the course, but a side benefit. Um, yeah, if my only legacy here on earth is to get people to take FNH 355 with Candace Rideout, that's okay. I'm happy. That's a, that's a wonderful legacy to have. I love that. Uh, Tiffany, really quickly as well, your favorite class. That was such a strong argument for FNH 355 that I'm not sure I can top it, but um, I am in a course right now and it's the first time it's being run. Um, and I would highly recommend it um, for anyone who's interested in understanding Canadian history and understanding the history of people of color. Um, and this course is ACAM 300. So I'm in the Asian Canadian and Asian Migration Studies program. And this course is taught by Laura Ishiguro. And it's about Asian Canadian history. And it's called Disorienting Asian Canadian History, I believe. Um, but essentially, every week we ask a new question of what does Asian Canadian history have to do with XYZ? So, you know, some examples of like what we've studied are like, what does Asian Canadian history have to do with Indigenous sovereignty? What does Asian Canadian history have to do with refugee settlements or things like that? And it's honestly been so eye opening, um, especially as a second generation Chinese Canadian. I think it's been really enlightening and empowering to learn about, you know, what my position as a, as a second generation Chinese Canadian settler means. Um, and it's been really great to learn about all these diverse histories that honestly aren't really taught anywhere else, um, unless you are an ACAM minor like I am. And it's really been so rewarding to see such a group of diverse students coming together to learn about, you know, the diverse stories that Canada has to offer because it isn't all about, you know, white settler colonial history. Um, so that's been really interesting for me. And I think it's um, a course that, you know, everyone in my class would probably say it's probably one of their favorite classes too, because of how many um, eye-opening stories that we're learning about and really positioning ourselves and understanding, you know, as a Chinese Canadian, what do I have to do with Black Lives Matter or Indigenous sovereignty or activism or um, or in COVID today with the pandemic? So highly recommend it um, if Laura Ishiguro ever teaches this course again in the future, because it is the first time it's being run. But 
I honestly couldn't imagine a better time for it to be taught, um, especially in today's context. Those were both some really insightful answers, and I think I have some new electives to take now. Like, <laughs> um, But I do want to get into some SAC stuff. Um, one thing I was wondering is, like, Kieran, could you talk about a little bit about what SAC is? Because I feel like a lot of people don't know and maybe um, what inspired the creation of SAC? Yeah, definitely. Um, so the SAC stands for the Student Alumni Council. Um, this is our first year we launched in May 2020. Um, so the Student Alumni Council at the UBC Vancouver campus. Uh, we started in May 2020. Uh, if you want to find out more about us, I would recommend following us on Instagram at UBCSAC or you can look us up on Facebook at UBC Student Alumni Council. We're also on Twitter, although to be honest, we are less active there. But if you're a Twitter person, feel free to follow us there too. Uh, I'm the staff advisor for the Student Alumni Council. Part of my role at UBC is overseeing this team of kind of talented students. And really what inspired the creation of the Student Alumni Council is that UBC has a really rich kind of campus community. Even in kind of times of COVID and learning online, there's still lots of efforts that are being taken in place to connect students to each other. And alumni, UBC does a great job of connecting alumni with each other, with the university and engaging alumni. They do a whole range of programming at various levels. But the piece that was really missing was um, bridging that gap a little bit and connecting students and alumni together, which is where we're hoping that the SAC could come in. Uh, looking at a lot of universities in the states and some across Canada, it's much more common in the states, uh, a lot of schools have student alumni councils that have been in place for decades. It's really common in the states especially, um, but UBC did not have that. So that was an area that we thought, okay, let's try this out. Let's make it happen. And this year, in fact, in our first year, given the virtual context, we focused more on kind of fostering campus pride piece and the kind of the student community as opposed to kind of with the alumni network, mainly because virtually that campus community needs that extra support. So we've been trying to help that. But our two main kind of goals as the SAC are fostering campus pride and also connecting students and alumni are two main goals. So that's a little bit about what the SAC is, where it came from. Uh, and I'm fortunate enough to support all the students that are a part of it. Thank you. Um, Tiffany, I'd like to throw it over to you now, if you could maybe speak a little bit about your role on SAC and, and how you got involved with SAC in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. So my role as president of the SAC is really to support our amazing team um, in the Student Alumni Council. I think we have around 30, 32 uh, student leaders in the Student Alumni Council. So we're a pretty big group for a first year um, kickoff. But Honestly, I really see my role as leading leaders because everyone in the Student Alumni Council comes in with so many skills, talents, and experiences, um, and incredible insight when it comes to the UBC student life um, and the UBC student experience. So I find my role in the Student Alumni Council to be really just facilitating um, the interactions and um, activities that go on during the Student Alumni Council because everyone kind of comes from a different campus community um, within UBC and brings their expertise and um, their talents to the table. And we're able to really create some 
creative solutions and uh, trying to connect students with each other and to alumni during this really weird time that we're living in. So I've been really inspired to see the creativity and uh, resilience of students during this time and trying to keep up spirits, um, trying to bring this amazing campus community that's usually place-based um, into a virtual world that's both accessible and also um, inspiring and encouraging um, during some difficult times. I got involved with the Student Alumni Council um, pretty much as everyone else did um, in applying for the position. But I think for me, over the past few years, I've been involved with UBC's Development and Alumni Engagement Office. Um, so I would often go to uh, donor and alumni events to speak with donors and alumni. Um, and during those experiences, I really got to meet amazing alumni who are so passionate about UBC and really, really generous with, you know, both their financial contributions to university, but also with their time and um, their generosity and, you know, wanting to share their stories and wanting to hear mine. So I think for me, that was a really big motivator for me to join the Student Alumni Council because I knew about this amazing alumni community um, that was out there. And I really just wanted to help, you know, continue foster those bonds between the alumni community and our existing um, student community on campus. Would you guys mind just briefly speaking a little bit about what your favorite thing the SAC has done so far is? Um, maybe, Tiffany, you start us off this time. Maybe your favorite initiative we've gone on or um, something we've done that you're, you're pretty proud of. Hmm, that's tough. That's really tough because I don't want to pick favorites. Um, but I, I will say that I've been really heartened to see the awesome online engagement um, that people have um, brought up in the Student Alumni Council and it, for the students who are able to interact with um, our social media presence. I think this year, you know, we've been trying to do a mix of activities. So we are doing, you know, some of those traditional Zoom events with our panel coming up on the 30th. But Overall, I think, you know, we're trying to be creative in the ways that we're reaching out to students. So I would say um, my favorite thing that the Student Alumni Council has done so far has definitely been trying to interact and engage students um, through our social media presence in new and unique ways, whether it's through day in the life of um, videos or alumni Q&As or things like that. That's awesome. I think we have done a really good job um, on our social media. I don't think I've ever seen like a UBC account grow so quickly. We have like 600 something followers at the point of this recording. So that's pretty awesome considering we only started the accounts a couple months ago. Um, Kieran, I'll pass it off to you. Hard to pick a favorite thing. Um, but I think that the cool thing about the SAC is since it's our first year, we have some flexibility in what we can do like we're so open and we have so many different ways that we're engaging the community so i'm going to avoid answering the favorite question by saying that the my favorite part about the sac is the wide range of ways that we're hoping to connect with the students community and with the alumni community as well um, i mean obviously a project that i worked very closely on was the creation of the blue and gold book which was uh a ubc ubc's first spirit book that kind of tells the story of UBC and an introduction for campus community. And this was uh, sent out to all incoming first year UBC students for the Vancouver campus. Um, so that was a huge project. But I mean, there's so much that is kind of both has been done by the SAC so far and is upcoming. Like we're talking like podcast episodes and giveaways on social media and alumni panel events and kind of day in the life features of students and staff and faculty and alumni and Instagram filters 
and like alumni features in like our IGTV section. We're also kind of trying to take place of our position on campus to act in ways that align with social justice too, kind of standing in solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement and also promoting like Orange Shirt Day in September and the like standing in solidarity with indigenous residential school survivors. Also, we have our recruitment coming up in like January. So if students want to join and be a part of the SAC, we're still growing. We're definitely on the upward trajectory. And so definitely encourage any people listening to the podcast or following us to, uh, yeah, look for those applications in January of this year and hopefully every year because January is coming to recruit. Um, there's just so much going on. I think out of all the ideas that I mentioned, there's so many more ideas that still are kind of in the planning process. And that's just going to, I think, increase as we go. So uh, yeah, lots of cool things going on. I think that's what is my favorite thing about the SAC is how we take this pool of student leaders who have all these unique skills and experiences and try to bring them together to provide them with a platform and resources to do some really cool things on campus. You're totally right. I think it's awesome that uh, all the initiatives we're working on right now. And every time I, like, when I heard you list them all off, I was like, oh my goodness, that like, we are actually working on so much stuff. Like I'm not even, the, the council's working on so many things. I'm not even aware of every single thing. Like, it's hard to keep track of them all, but it's, it's so cool. And I, I'm really proud to be a part of the first year of, uh, of the student alumni council. I think we've got super good things in the works still. Um, now I want to talk a little bit about something else. Um, we do have some first year students in the student alumni council, which I think is awesome. They're a pretty recent addition, but they have been such great, um, team members and they've contributed so many great ideas already in just a couple weeks they've been here. Um, but like all of us, they're going through a tough time as well, um, transitioning to online university, but they also have the added stress of transitioning to university in the first place from high school. And so that's not only a difficult transition to make on its own, but now having to do it online just adds a whole other layer of complexity to this. So I was wondering if maybe um, Tiffany could start, it off, start us off by you know, offering a little bit of advice to first year students uh, navigating this really weird and difficult um, academic transition right now. Yeah, absolutely. I think, so I'm a first year TA actually. I am an undergraduate TA for a first year program on campus. So in a lot of my interactions with students, what I've heard so far is that it's really tough to get through the days because it is isolating. You know, I think university for me has been an experience of people, um, working with people, learning from people um, and learning with people. And I think some of the challenges that we're seeing with first year students this year is that they don't get the same access and exposure to their fellow students that I might have in my first year. And I would say my biggest piece of advice for first year students is to try to make those connections. Um, you know, don't be afraid to reach out to your peers because they're not going to diss you. They're probably just going to be grateful that you reached out and said, hey. Um, and hopefully with that, you know, just that reach out and um, trying to create those connections, you can find a study buddy and you can find someone that's going to be a lifelong friend. I think I would not have had as wonderful of a first year experience without my friends in first year who really helped me personally and also academically because I like to think I'm a pretty good student, but not every class is my strong suit. And oftentimes, you know, I've something that I've really encouraged a lot of first year students that I've interacted with this year is to, you know, have a good study group of friends that you know have like different um, skills and perspectives than you do so you can help each other out because online school can be really lonely. Um, but when you have a group of friends to get through it together with you, it's just 
a little bit less lonely um, and a little bit easier to get through, you know, your exams and your papers. Absolutely. I think, you know, everybody deals with being lonely at university, but I think that feeling is particularly um, intense right now, just given the physical isolation we're all dealing with at the same time. Um, Kieran, do you want to offer your two cents on this as well? Yeah, totally. Uh, I think Tiffany kind of did a great job explaining why it's good to reach out to other people, both like support systems and also to strangers, other first years. Uh, everybody is like feeling a little lonely and a little awkward and frustrated and tired and it's a tough year. And so I think that, you know, people are in the same situation that you're in. Um, and I think acknowledging that it's tough is, is really important. So the two pieces of advice that I will give first is that uh, recognizing that this year is hard and allowing yourself to like be patient and like gracious with yourself and kind and forgiving if you're not able to be super involved or you know, maybe the five courses or how many courses you're taking is like a lot for you right now. Um, it's totally okay to have bad days and feel frustrated and procrastinate and like not be on your A game because it's not like an ideal scenario. So I think like definitely be patient and recognize that this year won't last forever. Um, and working online also won't last forever. Um, you know, the UBC experience is long and this is just like one part of it. Uh, and it's only like, you know, looking back once it's all finished, that you'll be able to see how it all panned out. That's the one piece of advice I would give. Uh, the other piece of advice I would give is that in first year, especially working online, it can feel intimidating when you're hearing, for example, maybe Tiffany and Beach had about like, we had a whole bunch of involvements and experiences. Um, and I think that looking at other people, it's really easy to compare yourself to people who have done lots or seem to be doing lots. Um, and feel like you'll never be at that level or you'll never get there. Um, and I think that like you will get there. You just, you just totally will. Um, and that everybody who, including like myself, remember in first year, I would see people who are like super involved on campus or have really, really prominent roles and feel like there's no way I could do that. Or people who are getting great grades, I feel like there's no way I can do that. Um, and then just through talking to people and learning and you know, trying out a few things and just putting myself out there a little bit. Um, I was able to do some of that stuff. And it's crazy to me thinking about you know, where I am now and thinking about places and experiences that I was involved in. There's no way that first year me would have thought that I would end up there, um, but I think like you will. So yeah, just hang in there. The years outweigh the days. Yeah, that's so true. Thank you both of you for, for the advice. I think that's something that everyone can relate to right now but it would be especially hard to be going through like a, a big life transition like going into university and graduating high school so um those are some really good pieces of of advice and i hope that any first years listening do take it um because i 100 percent agree with all of that now i sort of wanted to ask about sac again going back to um, like what are SAC's goals going forward? Like what does the future of SAC look like? You mentioned recruitment in January. Um, is there anything else going forward? I think without revealing too many surprises um, and also just not want, wanting to, I guess like say things that are still in the works. I think for next term, we're hoping to keep some things going um, that have been going successful so far. So continuing our social media engagement, but also try to, um, you know, take some more creative and new ways to engage with our student and alumni community. So 
definitely some exciting events that we're hoping to do um, in the next term. And as well as re with recruitment, we're hoping to bring in a new, um, a new council and for ne the next academic year. So hopefully that'll be another um, infusion of new energy and really great excitement for um, what's to come for the Student Alumni Council. But I think for the following term, you know, we're trying to keep doing what we do best as well as try new things. So I would say for anyone who's interested in seeing um, what's next is to stay tuned on social media and um, there'll be some exciting stuff coming in term two. Yeah, we've got some big plans, but all of them are either secret or in progress. It's going to be exciting. Follow at UBCSAC and take FNH355. Those are the two <laughs> plays. You're so good at um, building up the mystery, like so good at building up the mystery about the class beforehand and then building up the mystery about what's to come. <laughs> yeah, it's all, it's all mystery. Um, mystery that eventually delivers. That's it. If you have mystery on its own, it's no good, but hopefully we do, we do both. This episode is just Kieran plugging FNH355 and like SAC members talking about how much we love SAC. So, you know, happy first episode. Exactly. And with that, I think we'll probably wrap it up. Um, thank you guys so much for being on the episode. Thank you guys for taking the time to talk to us. Um, I think people are going to love what you guys have to say. And uh, we'll hopefully tune in for more episodes to come. Yeah, thanks for having us. Happy to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us, Will and Olivia. Um, and I'm also excited, you know, when we were talking about things that we are excited about, I also didn't mention this podcast because I feel like it's a little bit meta to talk about something that you're excited about when you're on it. Um, but I'm really excited for what this podcast will do for the UBC community. Um, hopefully we'll be able to share inspiring stories and, um, you know, keep up spirits uh, through a different way um, as we go along into term two next year. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys, once again. Um, have a great day. And to all our listeners, you as well. Have a wonderful day. So that was our conversation with Kieran and Tiffany. I hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something about SAC and learned something about FNH355 too. If you want to know more about the SAC, our initiatives, and other fun FNH courses to take in the future, go ahead and <laughs> tune into our next episode, which will be released in about two weeks' time. We plan on releasing episodes bi-weekly, so you can look forward to hearing from us again soon. Thank you for listening. We appreciate your support. We would also like to thank Kieran and Tiffany again for being on the show, and shout out to KOG for providing the music on this episode. Talk to you guys again soon. Bye.